as we think about the gospel according to Disney, a reminder that simply it speaks about how life can change, uh, how situations can recover, uh, how life can uh, turn around, which is the very core of what gospel, which means good news, is about. That God brings to us in Christ that life can change, recover, be redeemed, turn around, situations can recover. And really it touches our hearts because that's where we all are. That's why Disney movies pretty much always work. I mean, especially the ones that you and I know we're celebrating in the series and the Toy Story movie as well. One of the most amazing series on record is the Toy Story series of movies. We're looking at three today, our Toy Story 3, but uh, how, how many, many people saw that because it touches the human heart. That uh, life can change. Things can become better. We can, we can recover, and, and that's what it's all about. And there's some characters in the movie I want to go through a little bit. See if you know the names of these. I'm sure many of you do. Here's one of the characters I'll share with you. And what's the name of this one here in the Toy Story 3 or all of the Toy Story movies? Who's this? Bullseye. Bullseye. So, so that's adults here that know the answers to that one. So, and again, Rhonda and I saw all three of the, toy, the first Toy Story movies. Here's another character here. Uh, and this is the one everybody know. Who's this one now? Yeah, yeah, Buzz Lightyear. What did he like to say? He said one particular thing he would say many, many times. To infinity and beyond. You know, in Toy Story 3, he said that in Spanish as well as English for those who saw the movie. That was a little problem for a while when he went into the Spanish mode. But uh, that's part of that movie. And here's a character as well. And, and what is her name? Jesse, that's right, you know. And his girlfriend, kind of. They had a love-hate relationship, but that's beside that. And that's one of the characters. And, and of course, the, the legendary one, the one that the movie's really about, is the character Woody. Woody. And here we have Woody, pretty much like this character here. And, and there are other characters as well. I don't have them all. I have a few here. Uh, some of the other characters are Rex. An anxious dinosaur with an inferiority complex. Uh, there's Ham, a wisecracking piggy bank. You might guess it from the name. Mr. Potato Head, who's played by Don Rickles. So guess the personality of Mr. Potato Head. And those who know Don Rickles. And then he had Mrs. Potato Head as well. In Toy Story 3, there are several new characters that are introduced to the original uh, theme. Barbie is on the scene, along with Ken. They do connect toward the end of the movie. We have Big Baby, who's kind of a hero toward the end. And then the bad guy, Lots of Huggy Bear. Now, how can you be a bad guy named Lots of Huggy Bear and you're kind of a, you know, fluffy little bear? But nonetheless, that's the bad guy in the movie. And you'll find most Disney movies are very simple. There's good and there's bad. Uh, There's evil and there's the very good. And one of the things that I think we like about those movies is that almost always, especially in the cartoon ones, uh, the good guys win. Somewhere in the end, good is going to win and bad is going to lose. How many like that? I bet you do. And that's the story of the gospel. Good is going to win, bad is going to lose. God is going to win and the devil's going to lose. That's the gospel story. Uh, told throughout Scripture, but especially the New Testament and the life of Jesus Christ. So now today, as we make the connection, I want to read the biblical text we have for today for you. John 20, verse 19 through 22. 
I'll make a connection before the message is over. You're always welcome to follow along if you'd like on Bible reading. But also we have a message page. I give that to you so you might have to take notes and be aware of what's happening. Today I don't have any underlines. I just want you to grab hold of those, know what they mean and what they're about, so you can take those ideas home with you today. So that we're begin uh, to John, John 20, verse 19 through 22. John 20, verse 19 through 22. When therefore it was evening, on that day, the first day of the week, and when the, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were, stop there for a second. Jesus, who they'd followed for three years, they trusted his words, they believed the things that he said. They'd grown to love the Lord. Some worked many miracles. They'd given their life to follow him. All they had, they'd given up to be one of the followers of Jesus Christ. And he had been crucified a short time before. Crucified, he was dead, they lost everything. So they were hiding for fear. They were anxious, they were afraid, they were in great turmoil, they were very human. They'd lost all they had. And so here they were. And here's how the verse continues. Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. You know, I, I, you know, they have felt like losers, you know, in this situation. And Jesus comes into their midst and he says simply, I want to give you peace. goes on and says, and when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples therefore rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus therefore said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. You know, they were simply just very human. Very human. You can imagine why they felt the way that they felt. They were hiding behind closed doors for fear. The resurrection now was a rumor, even though Christ had told them many times, I'm going to rise on the third day. I'm going to rise after I'm killed by evil men. I'm going to rise from the dead. He told them multiple times. They still had issues with that belief. And so they'd lost their hope. They were next on the getting killed list is probably what they're thinking. Uh, Their situation was very precarious. And and the reality they were experiencing here in this closed-in room after the cross and resurrection, they weren't sure about the resurrection, stunk. Their reality now just stinks. Have you ever been there in your life? Are there those seasons you've walked through where you say, this stinks, and you're marked by fear, our anxiety, are doubt. They're all experiencing this. Do you have those kind of days? We all do. And they discovered in that place what it was like to be really human being. They, so here's who we really are. We're not the courageous men, the, the amazing men, the astonishing people we thought we were. We're just a bunch of scared people in a room hoping we get through tonight. That's who we really are. And here in this place, they're going to embrace their fear. They have no choice but to do that. They're going to embrace their sin. They're going to embrace their doubts and their limitations and experience in this story as told in a small room behind closed doors, hoping against hope that somehow there'll be some kind of answer. And again, what happens? Hear me now, please. Jesus Christ steps 
into that room with him. We're told the door wasn't open. He just somehow was able to enter the room, and there he is. So Jesus comes to them in their stinking situation. He says, peace be with you. In fact, he says, peace twice to them. I want you to have peace right now. I know you're in turmoil. I know you're anxious. I know you're afraid. I know you're doubting. I know you're a mess right now. I want you to just have some peace. We've got something to talk about. So I'm going to give you peace. Then he shows them who he is. Look in my hands. Look at my side. It really is me. Believe in me. How often he'd said, believe in me. Believe in God. Believe in me. John talks about that many times. To believe in Jesus Christ and what it means. And they didn't believe for a while. At least for three days they didn't believe because Christ had died. So now he says, look at who I am. And then he breathes with, upon them the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God fills them. And he says, finally, as God sent me to you today, three years ago, throughout our life together, and even now, as God sends me to you, so I'm going to send you into the world. So make the connection again. Their situation seemed to be hopeless. Have you ever been there? Are you there now? They were afraid. Does fear ever mark you? Yes, it does. It marks all human beings. Have you ever been lost or confused or in a situation like this where doubt marked you and your life, where you wondered about what you believe and who you are and your future? And here the answer is he comes. He gives peace, his spirit, and he calls them. Now let's take those, that truth there in that room that day where Jesus comes in John 20 and make some connection with the Toy Story illustrations. We can take this home and say, remember what we're talking about. That we often, less than Toy Story 3, we find ourselves in a condition where we cannot save ourselves. We often find ourselves in that place. Maybe today, maybe in the past. If not yet, you will one day No, you're in a place you cannot save yourself. And we certainly cannot save our own souls. We cannot save ourselves from death. We need someone who cares about us who can do that. And here's a Toy Story theme and and the movie. The little boy, Andy, who owns all these toys, and by the way, his name is on a lot of these toys. They'll say Andy on some of these toys, his name written on them, which is kind of cool, I think, that the owner's name written on the toys, especially Jessie down here on her little booth there has Andy's name on her. We find ourselves in a condition, well, here's what happens. Little boy grows up. Little boys do that. He's going to head off to college. He kind of uh, sees all his toys. He's kind of melancholy about growing up and my toys. What am I going to do? And he decides to take Andy with him. I mean, take, take uh, Woody with him, the, this toy. I'm going to take Woody with me. But the rest of the toys he puts in a bag. going to put up in the attic and save. He still cares about his toys. He doesn't want to give them up, so he keeps them. And that's what his intention is. But his mother sees them in the bag Thinks they are to be thrown away, and so she throws the toys away. Uh, and somehow they find their way out to Sunnyside Daycare, and that's the second part of the story. But she throws them away. Now, here's what happens they're angry, they're resentful, uh, they doubt uh, who Andy is and Woody as well, because Woody's not there with them. He's going to go with Andy to college. You know, we're no value anymore. They resent it, they're angry, they're upset, they're in chaos, they're, they're unhappy, they resent what's happened. 
And that's what takes place here uh, as they find themselves heading off what they think is certain death is coming their way, they believe. That's the first, con- first thing. Second, that's, and secondly, here's what also we learn from the toy story. We must be careful that we don't believe a lie. What they're believing now is not true. They simply see their situation because they're in a sack, you know, they're heading off to a not a very good place. Things seem to be in chaos around them. They're very confused by all this. So these toys begin thinking that uh, we're of no value anymore, and they believe that they're not loved anymore by Andy, and Woody, their friend, has abandoned them. And so you see what's happening in these relationships here with these toys in the sack and now heading to Sunnyside Daycare eventually, which is kind of a rescue and kind of not a rescue. So here what's happening, they're believing a lie. So think with me, but to the disciples, they believe for a while a lie. We're abandoned. Jesus is dead. God does not love us. Given up everything for nothing. You know, we're in a stinking mess. They believed a lie. They knew already they couldn't save themselves. They became to realize that there in that room. As they thought they were one thing, they realized they're another. As they thought that they were going to be this courageous bunch of men, they find themselves really cowards when it comes time to face death. Now, thirdly, we have from the Toy Story theme, we live in a world where it is easy to be deceived because they have a next step in the process. Now, remember who they are, right? They believe they're abandoned. They believe they are not loved. They believe that they have been rejected and isolated. They believe that uh, Woody has betrayed them, their best friend, and Andy doesn't care about them anymore. So they're taken to what's called Sunnyside Daycare, and they're met by, for those that have seen the movie, they're met by the bear. Lots of bears. Lots of bear, you know, who's a huggy kind of bear, supposedly, but not like that at all. And this bear embraces them and says, come on, I have a place for you. You can join us in this daycare because he's the ruler of all of his other, you know, all the other toys that are already in the daycare. So that's who he is. And so here they come, and they're going to join him in this, uh, this moment, and they're going to have a great time together. But that's not his intent at all. His intent actually is very deceitful. He just looks like he cares about them. And they think they're not loved by Andy anymore. And and Woody has betrayed them, which is not true at all. They believe this lie. So now they're readily available to be jumped onto by this deceitful person. We're thinking on some biblical things with that. And so they embrace his invitation. And they want to go into the daycare. Now, now here's the plan for uh, this lots of bear, this lots of bear character. And that is he has his friends, his minions, you might say. And there's a room in the daycare that's the most dangerous place to go. And that room is the room where the toddlers are. (laughs) And so if you go in the room with the toddlers, it's not going to go well for you. Your arm's going to get pulled off. Your head's going to get pulled off. You know, bad things are going to happen. And so he's going to keep his minions there in the safer place and send these new toys who have trusted him into the room with the toddlers where they get beat up pretty bad in, in that journey because he's devious. And so they need rescue for many reasons. So that's the third part of the story. Now, the fourth part is that friends that share life with us are great treasures. 
And they're going to learn something about real friends. Those they've been with throughout their life here. But also that Woody is their friend because Woody's going to come and try to rescue them. Woody's going to be on his way uh, to help. Uh, but he, they, they discover what friendships is, what it really means, and they begin reconnecting. And also they're eventually going to reconnect with Andy as well as Woody. And so that's happening as well. So we value friendships. And you're, you're with me on the theme. Uh, and then we add finally the last part of this. Love we receive is a love that sends us. Uh, and you make that connection here with the story in that, that Woody, this character here, had learned to love because Andy loved him. And he understood that. And so he carries that in, I'm not going to let my friends be thrown away. I'm going to go to them. I'm going to find them. I'm going to track them down, and we're going to rescue them. And it's an amazing story about the rescue happens. Very entertaining for those that like that kind of movie. They find themselves eventually in a trash, uh, in a trash pile. They're going to be burned up in an incinerator. Woody goes with him. He's going to be burned up with him in the incinerator. They think it's all over with, and we have little alien toys from the sky who come in and rescue them from destruction. You know, it's not hard to make the, the gospel theme from biblical story in, in that particular uh, illustration or, or picture of what happens. And the bad guy gets his. Lotso gets his. And the movie ends with Lotso. For those who remember this, it's a great image. It's kind of right toward the last image of the movie's over. Uh, Lotso gets picked up by a truck driver and put on the front of the grill of an 18-wheeler, and he's strapped there as the 18-wheeler goes down the road with bugs hitting his face. You know, so that's how Lotso ends his story. He gets his comeuppance there at the end. And all the toys come together, uh, and they're happy once again, and Andy is you know, restored to them. And, you know, that's how it goes. And uh, he finds his way to give them another small child who will love them as much as he did. And, you know, that's how the story ends. Uh, not, not terrifically important, that's how the story ends. But it brings us back to what we're talking about today, about why we love Disney movies. We would say, I need that. You know, I need friends. I have times of fear and, and, and worry and mistrust and I need to, to be encouraged and strengthened and, and I need to be redeemed as well. Sometimes I can't save myself either and, and so we find ourselves with the same kind of life because we're all human beings and we have, of course, the good news that Jesus has come to us. Now let's go back to the Bible story here uh, in John 20. They were in a situation where they were absolutely, these disciples, they were confused have you ever been confused? You have an expectation of your life or your faith or what you believe doesn't turn out like you think it's supposed to. They were there. This is not how it's supposed to be, they're thinking. We thought it's going to be like this. It's going to happen like this. It's all going to go well. And, and they had this image and it didn't happen at all. In fact, Jesus dies. He's crucified. Uh, he's put on a cross. He's put in a tomb. Not all their expectation. And now they think, we're next. We're next. And so they're going to go hide, hoping they can somehow find an answer in the middle of what is confusion. Now, all of us, though, in life, we come to seasons of confusion. That might be today for you. You might wonder why it's happening like it is or why that happened the way that it did. And so you ask the same questions they were asking there in that room that night trying to survive, find ourselves confused. 
Their life was chaos. Everything had been ordered so well. We just followed Jesus. Let's go to Bethany today. Let's go to the Mount of Olives. Let's have the Last Supper. Let's go to Jerusalem. Let's go back to Galilee. Go get in the boat. That's the way their life had been. Very ordered, very structured. It was all laid out for them. They just followed Jesus. And he told them everything to do, wherever to go. And and it made it so easy for them. Let's follow Jesus. In the meantime, we watch him work miracles and do amazing things. What's going to be next? It's got to be great. Because the last three years have been great. It can't be bad. Nothing can turn out bad. And yet it turned out really, really bad. They're nailing those nails into the hands of their one they'd followed. So life was chaos. Ever had life become chaos for you? Not what I expected. This is a real surprise. My order structured existence now is turned upside down. Has it happened yet? Is that where you are today? It will be where you are tomorrow. It's part of all of our journeys. Chaos comes. They were a place of doubt. Jesus said so many times, believe in God, believe in me. Believe in me. Believe in me. Trust me. Trust me. Whatever you see or think, believe in me and trust me. These toys found themselves not trusting their owner, not trusting Woody, their hero. Uh, They found themselves misunderstanding an entire situation. They had it all upside down. But nonetheless, they found themselves doubting. And these disciples doubted what they had believed. They doubted who they followed, and they doubted themselves the most. Their expectation was so different than what they actually were realizing here in this stinking moment They were experienced. They doubted. And oh, yes, they were scared to death. They were afraid. Nothing makes us more afraid than to realize who we really are. Our real limitations, our real humanness, our real sin, our real weakness. Where we don't have control of anything. Where our future really is uncertain. Where our situations really are not in our control. And they found that place and they didn't like it at all. So they doubted. And that's when Jesus Christ stepped in. Where have you been? Where are you? I know where you will be. One day you will be in a place of confusion, chaos, doubt, and fear. Maybe now. Maybe it's been yesterday. Maybe it's coming tomorrow and you just don't know it. This being human is part of all of our experience. But Jesus comes to us in the gospel of good news because he walks into that room. The resurrection has taken place. He is alive again in the middle of their chaos and their uncertainty, confusion, and doubt and fear. Jesus comes and says, what does he say? He says it twice. Peace. I give you my peace. I give you my peace. First thing he offers. No questions, no answers, no accusations, none of that. He could have said much of that, but no, no. He just says, I'm going to give you my peace right now. Twice he says, twice he says it, my peace I give to you. And that peace is given to them. Then he offers them his Holy Spirit. I give you my spirit. The Spirit of God now is in you. Receive God's presence in this situation. In your life, that's a good thing. And they receive that, that, that spirit of God. And he said, I want you to look at my hands. 
my side, I want you to know that I am Jesus. I am who you think I am. And I've come to you. Believe in me. Believe in me. Believe in me. And then he says, as God sent me to you right now, God sent me to you three years ago. God sent me to you again and again and again. And now even today in this crazy time, now I send you just like I have been sent. Now here's the the, the part that we've got to understand. Uh, Some of the chaos of their life continued. didn't go away immediately. There's this confusion about, okay, how do we live this out? How do we do this? How do do we share faith with the world we live in? There there was even some fear still would come their way, and they would occasionally have to come together with their friends and encourage each other. It's going to be okay. Remember what Jesus said, and we do that to each other in worship every time we come together. Exactly the same thing as we come together. So wherever we are in our life, knowing who we are, we have God coming to us in this beautiful way. And God says to all of us today, Wherever you are in your life, I give you my peace. I give you my spirit. Believe in me. I'm who I say that I am. And as I've been sent to you, I therefore send you into your world. Will you bow with me in prayer, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the words you give us in the Gospel of John. For the good news of Jesus Christ for the cries and needs of human hearts illustrated in a movie called Toy Story 3 and our own limitations and need, God, because we sometimes experience chaos, maybe today. Confusion might mark us right now. Doubt, or somehow doubt is always so close to us. And fear, God, we know fear well. But today we accept your peace. We receive your spirit. We believe in you, and we hear your call. As you have been sent to us, so we invite you to send us to others. So we pray in Jesus' name, amen.